0: This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude Adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Altitude. Adjustment. adjustment. I thought you guys, <laughs> so right after you guys said to me, check the audio, Uh huh. Uh-huh. what did I do? Forgot to check the audio. No, I checked the audio, but I checked it at the wrong time. (laughs) So I needed to do it. (laughs) So so I needed to do it.
1: That's the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, this is great. I just you just gotta love doing this.
1: Gotta gotta love it. You gotta
0: love it. I mean
1: absolutely where,
0: where else? Where else? Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a cashless society. Um among other things. I'd like to I don't think cashless is going to take up the full hour. But uh, uh as I was about to say is that uh somebody on this podcast and, I, and I'm not naming any names. Um
2: the initials are.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I don't want to even go that far. Your 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 head is cut off, Leonard. As you can see, it's only your okay. eyes are showing in the podcast. There you go. Right. Can you tilt your camera up a little bit?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go.
1: Uh-oh. Excellent. Excellent. Now we've got all of him.
0: Now we've got enough of him that we can tell it's him.
1: Right. That's all a right. big one. it the feel.
3: <laughs>
0: so... um. As I was saying, there was some body in this podcast who who did not who, who was late getting to the technology world. They didn't like banking online. They didn't care about um, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but they have come around, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, so, so. I'm not, since I'm not pointing out anyone in particular, uh, does anyone want to take on the, ch- and, and no one should take any inference from who answers first, but does anyone want to take on the idea of why they, uh, it was tough to transition to um, uh, a, a, the wired society where you do things online. Um, you know, what, what, what was some of the, the ideas behind uh, not that that you think a person would have for not trusting technology.
2: Well, I'll go in here and speak up. Uh <laughs> what the person he was describing described me to a T. I came dragging up uh, I, I can admit that. I came kicking and screaming. Leon just showed some patience. It kept driving me toward it, it kept pushing me to it. So uh, after becoming uh, more comfortable with it, I, de- I, you know, I'm I'm doing it some cashless uh, things, you know, paying bills online, paying especially like credit card bills. Uh, what, you know, I was one of those ones. I wanted to handle the things. I liked handling the currency. I like, it. Gave me a sense of having more control over my money. And then to get there now and see all of these scammers have used the internet to run their scams. You made it easier for them. All they gotta do is sit behind a computer and push buttons. But you know we have scammers in every kind of society, no matter what type of economy we got.
0: So I look at I look at how. So I've, because I've been in technology, because I've, um, that's how I made my living, I obviously had a, an early trust of the system because I had an early understanding of it. And I, and I realized that there are a lot of people who they don't know what's going to happen when they hit that send button. Or they are concerned that when they put in a dollar amount and they hit it, that they made sure that they put in the right dollar amount, and then what would happen if they put in the wrong dollar amount? You know, what would be the process of trying to fix that? What would be the, the you know, what would they have to go through? So like, you know, everyone probably has had the experience of calling their bank because of um, a, mist- uh, a wrong transaction, and then spending several hours trying to resolve the issue, or, or working with a company, and things didn't work out right. And then they spend hours trying to resolve the issue. Uh, and so you pile onto that, like you say, the control issue of um, if I've got money in my in my hand and I'm standing in front of you at the store or in front of the clerk, and I hand you the wrong amount of money, we can resolve that right then, right there. It doesn't have to go any further. And if we have to, we can call the manager over there and we can resolve the situation. Um, And so and so I understand the difficulty that people are going to have with uh, moving, you know, especially older people um, to moving to, you know, this kind of society where, uh, you know, money becomes a plastic card or uh, nowadays you don't even have to have a, 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 a card anymore. You can just tap your phone. Right. And 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 pay for things like you know i go to the store now when i when i do go to the store occasionally Um, so i recently went and bought some computer equipment i I don't even i don't get receipts anymore most places will email you your receipt you know so so i have moved to as cashless as much as possible um and so it was easy but cashless is not harmless
1: Well, yeah there's definitely some dangers yeah using the technology
0: so what days good
2: and that was one of the disadvantages i had written down uh was the networking network trickiness instability of the pos systems how many times have we heard about a store such as target for example a few years ago schnooks which is the biggest grocery store chain here in the St. Louis metropolitan area where somebody hacked their computer system and they got a bunch of people's uh, cards, numbers, account numbers and did that. Uh, So that's one, one disadvantage of it. Another one was that you had to find, you know, where people that are not in the banking system or not computer literate are finding, way, finding out that paying for their basic needs for goods and services very difficult if we go to a cashless society.
0: So one of the things that, that concerned me most about a cashless society um, is that a cashless society allows you your purchasing habits, your... Uh, your movements to be tracked. So anywhere you want to spend money, let's say you want let's say you, you were in an abusive relationship, male or female, we know that both have happens. You're in an abusive relationship. uh, And you're married to this person and you leave, you run away because you want to get away from this person. And the only way that you can spend money is by using a traceable card. Cause every, every transaction that you make is caught someplace it's tracked someplace. And, um, that th- then the potential is, is that you can be found by your spending. I mean, you, you just want to go to the store and get some milk you know, that kind of stuff, it can be tracked. And, and that to me then, um, really challenges the idea of should, or should we not go to a cashless society?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, with the tracking your habits for business owners, that's one of the advantages. They know what you market, they know which way to market you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a the cashless society, it its uh, business increases business efficiency, and it lessens uh, the customer wait time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes the workplace safer for customers, and it mitigates the risk of theft. Uh, that was some of the arguments that are made for moving to a cashless society. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I, so I've, I've rethought that, um, I, I didn't, I was one of the people I didn't, you know, I'm, I want to say naive, but I'm, I'm one of those people that just, you know, wanted to believe that, you know, people were good and, you know, nobody wants to do harm to you. So going to a cashless society is a no brainer because it it does facilitate making things easier and making transactions faster. It allows, uh, you know, you, 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 these, you, they've got these smart refrigerators that looks in to see how much milk you've got. Um, and then it orders milk for you, you know, and that kind of stuff. And then groceries show up and they can set them on the porch. It, it allows the society to become more efficient, but the problem then becomes, it also allows someone who wants to do harm a uh, much easier access to your information, much easier access to cause you harm. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, just with some examples, of us going cashless in America is the Amazon Go stores that were popping up all over the place. They didn't take money. They didn't have cashiers mm-hmm. going in, mm-hmm. and they were using the vision technology to you for you to order, and they just charge your account account that you had put on the uh, you had put on with them already. Mm-hmm. So that that was that was an example and uh you know there was some research done in these areas like the uh company square which is a
3: mm-hmm.
2: a charging company and they got stores set up with them that you can only do square mm-hmm. and they were just talking about how from 2015 to 2019 i mean the cash transactions dropped from 46 percent to 37 mm-hmm. percent. And, you, you know, what business owners see that kind of information, they're going to adjust to keep their profits up, keep their bottom lines up.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things also about the cashless uh, society, um, so, and, 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 and I don't mean for this to be a, uh, um, horror story or to frighten anyone, but In a cashless society, let's say someone wanted to hurt you really bad. They could wipe out your account, wipe out your, you know, your credit of funds. And you would have no way to transact business. You would have no way to purchase anything because everything's cashless. So you wouldn't, there's, there's no fall, uh, there's no fallback system.
2: Well, some areas in our country have resorted to government legislation to prevent, prevent that like such as the state of New Jersey, it's against the law to have cashless businesses in the cities of Philadelphia, New York city, San Francisco, Washington, DC they reacted with legislation to prevent it's against the law to have a cashless business in those, in those areas. So it's made a company like Amazon change their go stores to where they can accept cash now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was something I came up in my research, uh, getting ready for the show.
0: Right. I understand. So, and, I, yeah.
2: you know, just, just, uh they were just talking about the 25 major metropolitan areas once you get outside of those metro areas uh where's the I lost my place here once you get outside of those metro areas once you get outside of metro areas the average purchase that's done on credit goes from eight dollars to 550. Inside those major areas, and they didn't list the ones in the article I read, they only went down from they went down from $5 to $4. Uh,
0: this is the average we purchase. Still have
2: average purchase, you know, that's done on cards.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So as the cards, as the amount of money that the cards was able to take went down, the, the more they were used. And, you know, another thing that was interesting, they say that the as the, uh, the number of cell phone use goes up is going to spread our cashless society. Because now you can just pick on your phone while you out, uh, order some, order your groceries, for example, mm-hmm. and have them waiting at the store for you to be picked up. Like Aldi's does it, Schnooks does it, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Walmart does it. You can just drive up, open up your trunk, they'll pack them in for you, and you, and you get you hit the road. Yeah, right. like and these are
3: and
0: these are I'm sorry. go ahead, curbside pickup. Yeah, 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 and and these All are conven- conveniences that are great. They're awesome, and you love yeah. having them. You know, and and so my concern has become, you know, how do we mitigate the harm? Unfortunately, you know when you have people that want to do harm to other people that they don't even know um it it pulls back on the ability for us to advance society as a whole mm-hmm. because you know now um, because of the potential harm, you know we we can't go cashless. I don't think we can I mean, you guys might find a different, uh, outcome, but I, I don't think we really can at this point, unless we we can well, find I some think, way to mitigate and, those problems. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I think that's an important point, but also, you know, right now, as we sit here talking today, not everybody is part of our high tech banks banking system and you know, we still got to have those people got to still be able to buy their needs, buy their goods and services for their basic needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they just said that according to this article, there was some areas of in our country that people use other means, the electronic means of, of uh, economy between 50 to 70 percent of the folks. And that's in some areas of the country, but this a uh, square research said that basically we got 70% of the people that report that they use cash somewhere on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So still with 70% of our customer base, still using cash, we're not going to go cashless just yet.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm no, saying. No,
2: that, that's you
0: know. That's probably... Yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. I, I just I realize I'm not, you know, I'm just one person, and I'm not going to have all the answers. You know, how do you mitigate, right. uh, um, making you know, um, making keeping bad people from doing bad? Because we we've seen that, um, regardless of how we how big our police force ha- it has become how big our FBI and CIA have become bad actors still do a lot of harm. So, so how do we come up with a system that allows growth and progression, um, without, without, uh, you know, still providing additional risk to everyday individuals.
1: Well, I think uh, whether we're talking about cash or cashless society, there's going to be a lot of risk because people are always going to try to figure out ways to um, to rip people off um, through the system.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, whether it's dicking you up at the ATM or hacking mm-hmm. into your account to steal your money, either way it goes, people are, going, people are coming at you. Mm-hmm. But with cashless uh, society, the way I see it is that it's going to really be difficult for the people at the bottom of the economic scale to use it because you know they don't have a lot of them don't have the ability to master the technology or afford some of the um luxuries that you know that they that they require like for example like the the what, what did i call it the where you park, pull up to the uh, parking spot and have a curbside the, uh, mm-hmm. item. Curbside. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a car, that's not an option. If you, if you <laughs> live on the other side of town, it, it's still going to be difficult, but they do have deliveries services, but those delivery services come in an extra charge. So still that's going to be a negative for a poor person to pay that, you know, delivery fee then tips and ta- and all of that you know it makes it a little more expensive so I, I just don't think it's ideal for people that are really poor and don't have much to to go totally cashless it's going to be uh, uh an extra cost that they can't afford
2: not to mention the cost it, it'll take to use the technology like if you have a bank card at first american bank and you go to Second American Bank, it could be anywhere from seventy-five cent to two dollars and seventy-five cent just to use your car.
3: Exactly. So
2: Somebody sitting back at a computer and just pushing buttons.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure.
2: And you know, and, and, and so you so you have that, or like you had, it's, it's been a few years, but you had a big wave of gas station service stations. Charging you one price for cash and another price for credit. Credit. Mm-hmm. Because that's true. The merchants gotta pay for those merchant accounts to process the credit card. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, there's a cost, no no matter what we do. I mean, think about every evolution of economy throughout the world. There was always bad actors trying to scheme and game the system to take something that wasn't rightfully theirs. Mm-hmm so Whether uh, it was come
0: up- Joey has a question go ahead and type your question Joey but go ahead Leonard I'm sorry go ahead
2: oh, okay no I was saying it could be coming up and hitting you in the head with a bat like you said pulling the gun on you at the ATM or now some of these crooks have got computer literate, and some people just use their computer abilities
0: but you to know, do harm but you know in a cashless society the need to hit somebody over the head for money will go away
2: right you have you have safety on one end, right, but you have danger on the other and right. I was just talking about when I was using somebody hitting in here talking about the evolution of our economic system with evolution came different challenges, sure. It's just like you don't hardly hear of train robberies anymore because
0: ninety eight we don't of use America trains to to move people around anymore. <laughs>
2: Right, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't use train. We don't use train as a major, major medium of transport across the U.S. Right. So there's less train robbery.
0: Right. <laughs> right. I mean, so so we're gonna get we're gonna get <laughs> basically what you're pointing out is we're gonna get benefits on one side, but we're gonna get you know that's gonna be offset by um, uh, people finding different ways to game the system to take stuff that isn't theirs. Correct. Always. Yeah. Always people out to get you.
2: Yeah. They don't care who they hurt in the process. They just, they see you with money and they need to get it because they didn't want to go work for their own. So they figure out ways to attack you to get your money.
0: Well, sometimes I don't think it's just that they didn't want to work for it. They just, uh, found that it was easier to to take yours than to you know be a more productive use a more productive method of creating wealth personal wealth so you know by you going to work and earning your money you're creating products and services that other people are going to use that's going to make the community better people that steal then siphon off or drain that without adding anything back to the community. So they're not creating any products or services that are going to benefit anyone but themselves. And so, and so, yeah, I understand, I understand what you're saying. Um, but, but I don't want to, um, their, their motivation isn't always, um, just stealing many times. It's just, you know, they're, they're, I guess we could talk about the many ways that people or many ideas why people steal, but you know, they, they're, they're, they're not giving back. They're not adding anything to, to the, to the community.
1: Yeah. I I just want to go back to what Leonard was talking about on the, uh, the fees and the charges for using cards. Uh, I think competition probably, uh, resolve that situation at the gas stations because the stations that didn't charge for the cards were taking all the uh, selling all the gas. So the other guys just say, "Hey, forget that." But when it comes to uh, using cards in general, a lot of people are are unbanked or bank limited. In other words, they're they're tied to certain uh, institutions that will deal with their issues. If, For example, they have bad credit or if they get banned from the banks from not paying uh, bank debts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So then you get pushed down to a certain level to where everything's gonna cost you more because there are some uh, fees out there.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: It's cards to have these certain fees to Mm -hmm. use that Mm -hmm. that a lot these unbanked people will tend to use. Mm and they're just getting ripped off because they can't go to a regular bank so that they yeah they can participate in the cashless society but they're paying a price because they're disadvantaged you know they're still being victimized for the most part yeah, yeah that- they're being victimized but they're they're paying for mi- mistakes that they made and it's it's they're going to pay some extra fees and, and costs because they aren't the cream of the crop. They haven't had the best habits. So, you know, so yeah, they can go cashless at a fee.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that to me also, also brings up the idea that, you know, if we, if we attempt to go cashless that we have to ensure, you know, how, so like you saying, you, 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 you know, I was pointing out, Robbers and Leonard was pointing out um, cyber thieves and and so on and so forth. And you're pointing out um, predatory behavior from legitimate businesses. Um, yeah, yeah. So so the, the the one of the biggest questions is is how, do do we how do we safely move to a cashless society or do we just do what we've been doing is we break things and then we eventually uh come up with some legislation that starts to uh help folks so like um we had in place the dodd frank so that kept banking um that kept banking from just corrupting uh, totally dis- disrupting the system and then along mm-hmm. comes people who remove Dodd Frank and remove those pr- protections, and 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 exactly what you think would happen is that when you remove protections, then you know people think that it's safe to go back into shark-infested waters. And, and I know that's a crazy analogy, but you know they 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 go and they hurt the system because they're not being corralled and and they call themselves legitimate yeah sure yeah they they sold people well
2: they well they, if you look at it good and maybe this is a far stretch but they but they are legitimate the government told them they're legitimate like <laughs> Pfizer and some other big pharma they get they get to get billions of dollars right selling you drugs, but if Joe on the, Joe Schmo on the street sells you some pharmaceuticals, he gets prison time. You know who the the government say one, one set of people is legitimate and they can rob you blind while the other set of legi- the other set of people are not. And we'll give them prison time for, for destroy, for destroying a society.
0: So so you have, so you have say you have sanctioned criminal sanctioned criminality and non-sanctioned criminality. So if if somebody basically <laughs> if somebody robs your robs your account, uh if a hacker logs into your account and steals money, it's a bad thing. If the bank charges you usury fees based on, you know, uh or the the credit card companies charge interest rates that are insane, it's it's okay. It's that's sanctioned. Yeah. That's sanctioned.
2: That's a, that's sanctioned. See, right. just like you, you mentioned the bank. See, if you take some of the bank's money and they're in their state, you got to pay that back. Yes, but the bank takes, but the bank takes your money. They, you have to wait till they come up with, and an, or if you catch the error, they have to agree with you for you to get your money back. And there's no penalty. But if you take the bank's ma- money, there's penalty. Just say a bank made a fifty thousand dollar error in your in your favor. Then here comes the IRS for example to take <laughs> taxes off that money because they look at it as, as it, it was income and they're, they they want their share.
0: Yeah, but you can't blame okay. the IRS for that. You you did benefit not, from the money.
2: I, no, I'm not blaming them. Okay. What I'm saying is as an individual if something goes in your favor with somebody else's mistake you got consequences to pay, but the big organizations, like you say, it was a difference between sanctioned crime and unsanctioned crime. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sanctioned criminals and unsanctioned criminals.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about the big banks though. Oh man.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there to go on. There's a
0: lot there to go. They give you, they give you a lot of material.
2: Yes. They give you a lot of, I don't care. As long as a CEO can get his multi-million dollar paycheck, his golden parachute and all his stock options.
0: All righty. So I'm going to, I'm going to call, I'm going to call, uh, um, that we have finished the discussion on, uh, cashless. Unless you guys got something else and then we'll move on to something different. Does that work? I'm good. All righty, All right. I'm good. So, so Warren and, and, uh, man, I, I, I I love these guys. They, they, they come up with stuff. (laughs) So, so Warren and I, Warren and I literally had a discussion about, uh, Dave Chappelle the whole Dave Chappelle issue and so so do do we want to go 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 there or go someplace else
1: go for it go for it go for it <laughs> i did not get to hear the comments though. So that's the only thing i just saw the headline and right. you know but go ahead i'll, I'll i'd love to hear what he, what it's about
0: no can you can somebody well, look it up because I, I didn't i didn't watch the comments either I saw the headline and the headline I saw was more about how Dave Chappelle didn't give a, he didn't give a shit that people got upset. And I never did find out what it was that he supposedly did that would, um, that made these people upset. But Dave Chappelle has, has cracked on the LGBTQ plus community before. It's just not the first time he's done it. And, you know, some of his, his humor is so raw. And so, um, you know, if you're a sensitive person, you're, you might stay away from a Dave Chappelle show. You know, if your feelings get hurt, easy, stay the hell away from a Dave Chappelle show. No, he's, he's not, his comedy is not about making you feel good. It's about making you laugh. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Right. What, what I was what I would say is, I mean, I can understand why someone in that community could get upset with all of the struggles that they've had to put up with and what they had to come through. I can understand that some comedian out there making a joke, making people laugh at their expense could be, could be, you know, for them, they, they, they look at the hell we had to pay and now this joke is sitting up here cracking up about it and and he's getting money at our expense but like you said that's what comedians do they do that they they look at the world around them and they come up with material to make people laugh that's that's what they what they do
0: right and so i i so on on this podcast i have made jokes that have made me, you know, I've had made me think twice about, oh man, I, sh- I wish I hadn't said that, but I knew my intent was just to be silly, to be funny, and it can be taken the wrong way. I just think that um, our society, uh, we sh- we we can't hold um, a comedian to the same standard that we hold a politician. A politician's worth, A comedian is going to tell a joke and and you're either going to like the joke or not like the joke and and you're going to move on. Are there going to be people that are going to behave um, ridiculously because you said the joke? Uh, Probably. If, if, If I have a preconceived bias against LGBTQ and Dave Chappelle tells an LGBTQ joke, I may laugh extra hard because I don't like LGBTQ and he's told a joke. I get that. Um, but the telling of the joke is not the same as a, as a politician, um, you know, making an off the cuff statement that leads people to believe that the government is actively working against a group of people. Does that, does that make sense?
3: Yeah.
0: So, so I, well, go ahead. Women's even a
2: politician, for example, making that joke again. LTBQ plus community, the politician has influence to introduce legislation, introduce policy mm-hmm. that can be stared at and turned toward the people and make their lives even more hellish than what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's the difference between you know, like a politician making a statement and a comedian making the statement.
0: Did you find what, what, what he said, Warren?
1: Oh yeah. I got some quotes from this article. You want to hear a little bit of it? I don't
0: want to hear as much of it as you are willing to share.
1: Okay. Let me me get the article. Okay. You are U P R O X X. I have never heard of this media. Anyway, dave chappelle declares that he is not worried about being canceled following the backlash to his new netflix special i love it okay there's a lot here but here's here here's a couple things he said gender is a fact and every human being on earth had to pass through the legs of a woman to be born he also defended something, comments by the baby. I'm not going to click on that. If this is what being canceled is like, I love it, a 48 year old said in response to a standing ovation. The line, and many like it, were greeted by rapturous applause from the crowd, which included a masked Brad Pitt, Tiffany Haddish, Danielle Rawlings, and others. At another point, he was more blunt fuck twitter fuck nbc news abc news all these stupid ass networks i'm not talking to them i'm talking to you this is real life
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so i mean the the one the one statement was just to the point and i i don't know what the issue would be with this one but i'm sure they had something to say about it Gender is a fact. Every human being all has patched legs of a woman. You see a problem with that? Got well,
0: okay. So, so, so my take on the whole thing is we all understand that words have consequences and you can ask your question, Joey, you just type it in and if we can get to it, we'll get to it. I can't promise you that. Um, but anyway, um, so, um Oh, i forgot where i was <laughs> um words have, consequences. Words, ha- words have consequences words words have impact and what's what what i think is trying to happen is people are trying to control the words that come out of everyone's mouth so that they can influence the result that happens so the whole thing about lgbtq and not using certain words like N word and F word faggot. Um, And I, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that just because I want to get it out there, but I don't know if, if I, if I say F word, you're going to get the wrong word. So, so the idea is if I can control the words that come out of your mouth, I can control the emotions. I can control how the conversation happens about something that I like and dislike. And and I and I think the problem with that is, is that, is that you don't allow people to express themselves and then challenge the idea. So if if you know that Dave Chappelle is not uh, is not anti-gay or is not anti-LGBTQ, if you know that he's doing humor to rail against the words means that I think one or two things is happening. You are trying to um, elevate your issues in front of the public. Cause you're going to use Dave Chappelle cause he's a popular figure. And so now you're going to, you know, gin up some story when you knew that he wasn't trying to be offensive for your cause um, or, you know, that's, uh, or that, uh you're trying to to censor words so that um you can control the narrative around a particular topic and i just i i like to see more dialogue rather than you know people trying to game the system to meet their needs
1: when you talk about dialogue are we talking about dialogue between the two sides say the lgbtq people and people that may have different opinions or disagreements,
0: right? Right. So your, your issue is with people that, so, so there are people in society that don't like LGBTQ and what LGBTQ is trying to do is they're trying to, uh, mitigate damage done by people who are targeting them for abuse uh, microaggressions, macroaggressions, um, you know, physical confrontations. And I, and I understand that. And so it's unfortunate that we have, um, that we have politicians that are willing to allow or, or not stand for legislation that protects people, people's right to be who them, who they are. You look so, like you're about to say something. That's why I was going to let you.
1: I'm just thinking of the general situation with what I was reading. The things he was saying were just um, facts about why he disagrees with uh, certain things with mm-hmm. the community, okay. and those are his opinions. Right. And it doesn't appear to me that you can really have a differing opinion without uh, being attacked. They, you, there's just no harmony with dissent, disagreement on uh, those things
0: that they believe. Right, and and so the, the the question that I was trying to pose is, why are they attacking him on that? If they, if they, if they know, do you, and and I mean this, you Warren, you Leonard, believe that Dave Chappelle is anti-LGBTQ?
2: I don't believe it. I've never heard anything that says he was. And if he being as public a person as he is being on TV and shows and movies, if he did some really anti that you'd have heard about it by now.
0: Right. And so if he's not, so if he, if, if there's no belief that he's anti LGBTQ and he's a comedian making a joke, how do you get offended? By the joke, because the offense would come in when somebody is um, railing against LGBTQ with the intent to incite uh, something against them. Wouldn't that be the case?
1: Well, I think um, it depends on what the definition of, the pure definition of anti-LGBTQ. And to me, anyone that disagrees the way I see it, anyone that disagrees with uh, certain things are, are challenges ideas that, uh, they support or don't support, then you're going to be anti lgbtq Ah, I see what you're
0: saying. See what let, you're let me, saying. let me,
1: let me read some comments that, okay. that came back at him quickly. Okay. This one woman, Ms. Moore, says Chappelle was one of my heroes. I was at his comeback show in New York City, but said he's he said he was a TERF. He compared my ex existence to someone doing blackface. He talks about someone winning a Woman of the Year award despite never having a period should make a woman bad, and that makes it, and that makes him mad. So is the is the statement that he doesn't like a woman who's never had a period winning the woman of the year award, an opinion, or should that offend them or not?
0: Okay. So I'm trying to find the best way to answer that because I know you, you're putting it out there. So, so the idea is that factually or from it, from Dave Chappelle's, own personality. He's saying I have an issue with someone claiming woman of the year award and they don't meet my definition of a woman. And my definition of a woman is if you have a period, you are a woman. Correct. And I understand that. And so they're challenging so that the other person is I, the other person believes that a woman is anyone that claims that they're a woman, regardless of whether they they have the physical anatomy or, uh, you know, other aspects that, that other people determine as a woman. So, so that day they, they, because Dave Chappelle has a differing idea of a woman, he is a problem. Exactly. I get that. And, 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 Because we are, because the the LGBTQ um, trans discussion is just coming to light, I think those discussions are really mandatory. And so the concern is, um, is that, that people who are on one side of the issue don't want to have the discussion, they just want the results. And so they'll do anything, they'll use any pressure they'll use any, um, uh, behavior to try to get the results. Does that, does that make sense?
1: Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, the bottom line is uh, we're battling uh, right now is definitions. You know, they want to change. You with us Leonard? Gender. Yeah. Uh, define gender.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I
2: mean. We have gotten so much in this country that there are certain people who wants to determine what everybody is going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we got into this talk about community standards.
3: Mm-hmm. When
2: well, there's one group of people who get to determine for everybody. And if anybody does or thinks something outside of, that, outside of that, then we're going to bring hell, hell, tell the captain down on them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, there's just, there's just some people that they do what they want to do. You have some men that are just determined to wear dresses and high heels and sockets. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, and that's what they're going to do. So uh, we have,
0: so Warren is pointing out, I think what Warren is pointing out is that there are people who don't want to have the discussion. They just want, like I said, when I say people are trying to have the results, they don't want it. They, if you espouse a, a, a position that's different than them, They don't want to have Mm -hmm. a discussion with you to try to come to some mutual agreement. What they want you to do is they want to beat you into submission so that you'll do what they, what they want and that their ideology is the predominant one. Right. And they'll use whatever force that they can muster.
2: Right. I mean, that's what that's, that's in a nutshell. That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they don't want to have a discussion. Because they don't want to, they don't want to deal with what you think. They don't want to accept that no, the only idea is their own, and then they wanna, they wanna bully you into accepting it. And they won't, they won't accept yours not one bit. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's rough sometimes. It's rough. <laughs> so the fact
0: well, that, so the fact that um. Uh, Dave Chappelle is a comedian and he was telling a joke and it was during a set it had nothing to really do with their reaction their reaction was based on um, I can gin up enough public outrage to try to force this massive public figure to bend to my will." precisely I'm sure,
2: I'm sure that's. Part of it, like I said earlier, there's members in that community who have been beaten, who have won or whatever happened to them, because they're in that community.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And see, to have Dave Chappelle sitting up here telling jokes about it doesn't go over well with them. Mm-hmm. And they have a right to have a reaction to him telling jokes about it. And so sure. you know, it's it's just a matter of how it hits people. And, you know, and, and, and what they've been through. So if, how are they going to react to it?
0: So, so should jokes not be allowed? Because, because every joke, every, every, every joke is at the expense of some vulnerable person or vulnerable group of people in our society. Every joke, every joke that exists is about vulnerability. And it's about our ability to laugh at ourselves. And so if we get outraged over every joke, then we don't get to tell jokes anymore because nobody wants to be outraged. I mean, nobody wants to be the butt of a joke. Nobody wants to be humorous and laugh at themselves because it's all serious.
2: Well, you're going to have some people that are going to get outraged.
0: I understand that. You're going
2: to have some people that are going to be determined to tell their jokes and do what they want. And so... To say, okay, we're going to make it illegal for you to tell jokes. joke. I don't think that's the answer.
1: No, that's not going to happen.
2: That, you know, yeah, the, the, the probability of that happening. But, you know.
0: All righty. Oh. Uh, so. We got, uh, we got cut off, uh, and we will have to. I'll I'll end today's show. I want to thank everybody for joining us this afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 PM and we should be in a better situation. Uh, we had some problems with, um, Facebook today, which was our normal chat room. And uh, hopefully we can get that fixed tomorrow. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. That That concludes this episode of Altitude Altitude Adjustment. Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment, because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.